some interesting thoughts and characters from the world of Welsh Rugby in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. coaches from the Welsh regions which is coming up. A first reaction to the news that Warren Gatland has finished putting together his coaching team for Wales. The former Wasps outside half Alex King coming in to coach the backs and Sale defence coach Mike Forshaw taking charge of defence. Ospreys head coach Toby Booth spent most of his coaching career in England of course locking horns with both the new Wales coaches. So what does he make of the appointments? I know when he played at Wasps and obviously when Warren was there and Rob was there and whatever, he was a person that was at the forefront of a lot of the good stuff that Wasps did. So coaching teams, as in normal teams, are often about trust. And he's obviously got a high level of trust for him that's been forged over many years. And you want to go into the trenches with people that you know and trust. So that seems an obvious appointment for me in, in that respect. And, you know, he's got some experience in, in Europe as well as on home shores so that makes him probably have a a greater depth and width of of knowledge around the international arena that you're likely to play so that you know I could could, that completely make sense and um, the way defence is and you look at Sean before him rugby league defence Mike's obviously from that background Sale have always been a very combative side to play against if you look at say for example the Curry brothers and whatever you know they blossomed under that sort of tutelage in in the defensive side of the game again I know Mike, you know, from a professional point of view, I don't know him too well. I know him by reputation. I know his background. All I can comment on is that how good and tough and sale were to correct when he was there. So from that point of view, yeah, they look like good appointments to me. Sounds promising. But what about the Ospreys on the pitch? Well, it's been a decent few weeks. Sparked by that amazing win at the home of French champions Montpellier. This weekend sees the return fixture in Swansea and a key player for the home team, will be wing Keelan Giles as they hope to build on the forward power of recent weeks. Someone whose pace and talent was never in doubt, but who suffered a string of long-term injuries after his initial breakthrough. But he's been putting together a run of games. So how does he feel it's going? Pretty good, I think. On an individual basis, I think it's gone uh, pretty good. Probably starting from last season, I had a bit of a run with like an injury-free, and then t- obviously taking it into pre-season, and then and then obviously into the season. This um, yeah, it's a nice change to be honest. With you. But yeah, obviously been doing a lot of work with the um, S and C guys here and and the physios and stuff, and yeah, obviously glad to get that run. Keelan, we'd almost given up on you, uh- <laughs> but I suppose the key thing is maybe that you didn't give up on yourself. Uh, yeah, two ACLs and hamstring surgery. Yeah, definitely was far, far away from giving up, uh, I can assure you. But yeah, it's nice to be back uh, injury-free and so again, a run of games. What do you put those injuries down to and what have you maybe changed? Um, it's, it's tough. Um, maybe, maybe it was me coming through quite early and uh, my body sort of getting used to that that load of, of training every day and uh, playing week on week. Because uh, I think the first first season I had was pretty, I think there was a lot of injuries in the wing. So I was pretty much playing all the time. So it might have been like a wear and tear from there. But I think the two knees were contact based. So it could have happened to pretty much anyone. It's just my foot got stuck and yeah, I got cleaned out on the first one. So I think it could have happened to anyone. It was just pure bad luck with the, with the knees. 
did you ever doubt that you'd be able to make it back? Probably not doubted that I, that I was going to come back. Just sorry if you do get doubts though about am I going to be good enough? Am I going to be quick enough, sharp enough? Like, will I be just as good as where I was before? But obviously, you get through them tough times and you start to build confidence through training and seeing your speeds come back to where they were. And yeah, it's one of those that you just build confidence uh, throughout. So, have things like your speed come back fully? Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, it's gone better, uh, actually. So, yeah, pretty impressed with the work that we've done here with uh, the S&C guys. There was always this great sense of exhilaration when you got the ball in a bit of space. Is that still there? Um, I try and get my hands on the ball as much as possible and obviously try and create space and try and have a crack one-on-one with uh, with somebody and that's still there. My hunger to attack is is definitely still there. Yeah, it's obviously still there. And to be fair to the Ospreys, they stuck by you through thick and thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. I can um, owe a lot to, back to the to the Ospreys for that. They could have easily, obviously, lost hope and, and stuff like that, obviously, through the big injury periods. But credit to the club and, and the people here that, uh, yeah, they're still here. Yes, they certainly stuck by the talent. Another young talent beginning to make a mark after injuries is Scarlet's flanker Dan Davis. He's had an eye-catching festive period and been a big part of the turnaround and results for the Scarlets, compared to a tough run last year. It has been tough, but no, it's been a good start to the new year, getting the two wins. And yeah, it was a it was a great feeling after the game to get the win. So yeah, really pleased. But, you know, we've got a big game this week, so all the focus is on uh, on Friday night. Personally, Dan, you must be um, chuffed with your performance. But for yourself, I suppose it's a task just getting into that scarlet back row, given the resources, let alone the the amount of sevens. We're blessed with sevens across Wales. Yeah, I think um, obviously at Scarlet, you know, we're blessed with, you know, class open side. So it, it is tough. But on the flip side, you know, it's great to learn off the boys as well. And, you know, I think it's really helping my development. I've had a bit of a a tough slog with injuries past couple of seasons, but, you know, I'm really looking to kick on now. And yeah, it's, it's great having those boys around to feed off. So, but yeah, it's just getting in the, getting in the squad and performing. So, yeah. You spoke about your injuries over the years. How tough has it been to deal with that mentally? Because it seems to be a case, you, you have a few games, you play really well, and then you, you just keep getting these injuries. I imagine it must be quite difficult to sort of cope with that. Yeah, it it is difficult to be honest, but you know I see it as an opportunity as well. Like not being on the field and stuff, you know, it's trying to you know get stronger in the gym and you know really looking at my habits and just trying to develop like off the field as well. So it, it has been tough though. It has been tough mentally, but when I get opportunities there, and it's about taking them and you're trying to stay injury free. To be honest. Obviously, you've already broken through a few years back, but do you feel like you're finally starting to take that next step? Yeah, I think for me, it's just getting a string of games together. I think I sort of like build on each game. I think in the past, you know, I've built on each game and then had an injury and then been out for the next six months. But I think for me now, it's staying injury-free and just building on every game and just putting in the work in training and then on the weekend, then just putting in a performance. There's a lot of good sevens at the Scarless, let alone in in Wales as a whole. But do you feel that you offer something a little bit different to the other sevens in terms of your work around the park and in the wide channels and that sort of thing? 
most of the sevens in Wales are pretty dynamic, but I like to back my footwork and explosiveness, but trying to improve all areas of my game and just showing it on the weekend, like with footwork, for example, and things like that. I think that's something that I, I always try and work on in training because I think it's it's pretty important nowadays with especially everyone <laughs> with the physicality and how big everyone is these days. You don't really necessarily want to get eaten up by uh, the big boys. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. growing up, I used to play with Corey, Corey Baldwin back in the day and uh, he'd always break the line. So I knew that if, if I run off him, I'd probably poach a couple of tries. So I've always had that, but also it, like developing that into my game as well and training and things like that. It's been important. Talk about being rounded. You used to play, Sandy, you used to play football to good level. How, you know, how important are those in making you a more rounded back row player? Yeah, I think um, I think it's important, especially like develop those skill sets from a young age. And then it's just about seeing how you can implement that then in, into the role of a back row. So, you know, like footwork and, and speed and things like that, I think, yeah, it's very important. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. theme here another young player coming through also showing good footwork as it happens is Cardiff second row Teddy Williams yeah it's been nice to have um, been involved quite a bit this season on a personal level obviously it was good um, last couple of weeks obviously frustrating results wise but yeah it's nice to have been involved coming out of uh, Wales under 20s and a young lock like yourself waiting for opportunities how do you feel it's worked for you getting chances with Cardiff getting chances with Cardiff club side and now Kind of rugby, mainly off the bench. In terms of your development, talk us through the sort of the last couple of years. It was obviously a, a tough time, really, at coming out of twenties, particularly for a lot of people my age. Didn't really time uh, brilliantly with COVID and that that sort of stuff. So we lost a lot of rugby, really. Obviously, throughout that period, sort of that was probably a would have been a good time to be playing um, Premiership, getting regular rugby there. That was obviously taken away from us with. Um, COVID. So it's definitely a, a tough, tough couple of years for a lot of people my age, to be honest. But um, I'm hoping we're past that now. Obviously, there's a lot of boys in that age now with Cardiff. We've got a really good setup with the um, Cardiff RFC side. So a lot of boys there getting regular rugby now. And um, yeah, I'd like to think that problem really has been resolved a bit more now. It's nice to be getting more rugby with the first team now for me personally. Do you feel you sort of moved above the, you know, the club side and getting time, particularly off the benches? more valuable to you? How do you see the sort of comparison? Oh, it's difficult to say, to be honest. I'm always trying my best to be selected for, obviously, train with the first team here on a day-to-day basis. And yeah, I'm always aiming aiming for selection. When you did come off the bench against the Scarlets, you clearly were wanting to make an impression and, and did so. Got well and truly stuck in, didn't you? Yeah, I think that's something I always try and do is, particularly if I'm coming off the bench, I'll try and add something to the game. Because with all the second rowers at Cardiff and a couple of the back rowers who can play in the second row of Nipi, you've you've got to show a point of difference, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And that, that goes back to the um, the competition we have for places in the side here. So yeah, you, you have to bring something to the table. Finally, back to where we started, sort of. And another English coach coming into the Welsh game, Lee Blackett at the Scarlets. Of course, he was head coach at Wasps when it all went wrong there with the club going into administration before coming to Wales plenty to talk about. He started by telling the Welsh press about the recent turnaround for the Scarlets, including the weekend win at Cardiff. 
I thought there was just some great spirit, great fight. Things at times in those two games didn't go our way, but uh, I can you can just see the squad tightening and the confidence growing within the group. And I think it all started probably in the competition we're going into this week. It started back then and... We went to South Africa. We had a couple of games out there. I thought we played really well in the Stormers. I thought we deserved a lot more out of that game than we got. I thought we showed loads of glimpses within that game and I thought we were poor against the Lions. But then we came into the Challenge Cup and we had two really good victories, which which built confidence. And uh, look, the Ospreys is probably the odd one out of those last five games. It's, yes, we went down to 14 men early, but we showed against the Dragons what you can do with 14 men. But I think there was just a... A bit of confidence grew probably from from having a few weeks together mid-season before the South Africa trip. There's bits on in South Africa we're talking. It feels like it's been slowly growing week on week. Give us a picture of what the last 12, 18 months have been like for you emotionally and how nice it is to be thinking of just rugby again. Yeah, it's been different. I would say probably before this time last year so 13 14 months ago we uh was probably there was a lack of recruitment we weren't allowed to sign anyone so there was a clear signs of where it was going to go and then you enter this you try and be positive because i was made to believe that we were everything was at the time was going to work out we're going to be fine so really everything that was coming probably from the top i was trying to hold on to a little bit because i wanted to be positive because i generally believe that it was going to work out and so you can see with players when things aren't going right off the field, it can affect them on the field. So sometimes as a as a coaching team, we got to try and take that pressure away. And so we tried to do that. Unfortunately, it got to the point where out of the blue it came and yeah, that happened. And like I said, since it's been, uh, I've, I've just been really happy with being down here and the new challenge of it and coming into an environment where it's already got systems in place and, so it wasn't even coming down. I was coming down here to to help Peely as much as I possibly can with with the attack and the kicking side of the game. And if he needed any help in anything else, then I'd try and assist him. But uh, look, it was it's been really refreshing actually the last two months. You've joined partly because of uh, the situation at, at Wasps when they went into administration. Um, Leo just wondered what what does the future hold for you long term. At this moment in time, I'm I'm really happy with what I'm doing. Uh, I don't know, if I'm being honest, I don't know yet what the future holds. But one thing I do know is I'm here till the end of the year and I'm loving every second of it and loving trying to improve us. Having been what we went through early on in the season, I'll be forever grateful to Peely to give me this opportunity to get back into coaching straight away. And yeah, I've really enjoyed it. A completely new league that I've never been involved in as a player or a coach to work with players that I've never worked with before, to coach against players that I've never worked with. It's been brilliant. I've enjoyed every minute. And and for us, the most important thing is making sure we, we win rugby games because that's why we're here and we just want to keep this momentum going now. Would you like to say, and I ask that because obviously with Wasps, it could be that they're reformed, but they'll have to drop down. Yeah, honestly, with everything that I went through in the last, well... Not recently, more just before there it was. I don't want to rush into to doing anything and making anything. But one thing I will say is I've really enjoyed my time here. Currently enjoying it. And look, will the future will be what it'll be. But we'll hopefully in the next few months then make a decision. But I'm, I definitely won't be rushing into anything. I just want to enjoy what I'm doing after everything that happened at the start of the season. 
Just a final one on the Cheetahs, the opposition. Are you expecting much more from them, similar to the first encounter? They're not in the the URC, but there's some history in that part of the world, isn't there? Oh, massive. I'd never been to South Africa before, and you realised, even though we didn't play them over there, how big they are, and we knew how much this competition means to them. And I actually thought they played really well first game out in Poe and, and won. And I think they were... They're probably off for 40 minutes and we were on as we have ever been since I've been here. That first 40 minutes were outstanding uh, last time. And then second half, they really came back at us. So we fully, we're fully we're well aware of the challenge that's ahead. We're well aware of how much this means to them and how much we're going to have to be at our best to get the victory at the weekend. So next week on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast, we hear the squad for this season's Six Nations. New coach, new sense of anticipation. Until then, goodbye.